be over to Paul. We'll talk about it for a while before we open the room for questions. So tonight's reading, I've chosen page 84, um, the last paragraph. So I'll read. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. But by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally. We will find this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude towards liquor is being given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We had not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. This is how we react so long as we keep in a fit spiritual condition. Okay, so that's the reading I've chosen. Uh, over to you, Paul. Uh, you're still muted. Well, hello everyone, Paul Alcoholic. Very comprehensive paragraph. Uh, at first, when I first came in, because of that obsession with self, I thought I would have to stop fighting everyone or anything. I didn't see it as a result that I would express. I thought it was going to be something else I was going to have to do, which I didn't think I would ever be able to do. And uh, that old attitude and outlook, that old point of view, that self-centeredness really uh, translated the book for me in the beginning. That's why it's a very simply uh, presented book. But it was very confusing with me until I went to see these old guys, Joe and Charlie, and they did a thing called a big book seminar. I think you can still get it online. They've passed away now. And uh, they cleared up a lot for me just by listening to their take on it and their explanation of what they thought they had read. It was quite different how I was taking it because how I was taking it was from self-centeredness, extreme self-centeredness. And uh, of course, everything that was stated, I felt it was something I was going to have to do and I would probably fail at it. I was never going to be able to cease fighting everyone in anything and all these that all this stuff. But the results or the effects of AA aren't produced by us. They're expressed through us, but they're produced by the idea of a higher power, whatever that may be. Maybe it's your innate nature, Buddha mind, you know, God, it doesn't matter, but there is a power afoot. And uh, this is one way of accessing it. This is one way of life to access it. And uh, when that power comes in, we realize that's exactly what we've been missing. We were being driven by a lower power, whereas AA says you now have a new employer, which implied you had an old employer. And uh, if you just uh, 
listen to the description of the new employer and then picture the opposite. It gives you a pretty good idea of the old employer. And uh, the same thing with uh, perhaps there's a better way, trusting something infinite rather than finite self. Obviously, it's just taken to be taken for granted that there's been a huge trust in finite self. And uh, hopefully the book doesn't can describe that, but maybe it can't really detail how that trust in finite self appears. I don't mean in the, you know, the throes of deep addiction at the point of a bottom, but I mean every day, how we're looking at life from a point of view called self-centeredness, and we're saddled seemingly with an extreme uh, self-centeredness, and that extreme self-centeredness demands a lot of uh, things from us, and usually leads us to a point of fuck it, where it gives us a suggestion of what to do and all the wisdom that we thought we amassed about, I can never do that, we do it again because we're powerless. So the big book just describes a lot of the conditions we're in without us knowing it. And hopefully you identify with it, maybe not just by reading the book, by going to meetings and hearing people share about what it was like for them because it sure sounds like what it was like for you and you start seeing the commonality of the problem and hopefully you see it present it's it's drenched with personalness but it's impersonal it's not you that's the beautiful news so and i just like we said here the exact nature of wrong i think is described on page 64 which is that something other than us is defeating us through its manifestations in our lives. There you go. <laughs> and so we do an inventory to see some of its common manifestations so that we can start recognizing it, not after the fact of its defeat, but before the defeat, obviously. Uh, and then hopefully after you start seeing the common manifestations, you'll see the more structural ones that are taken for granted and maybe you'll agree with the diagnosis of the big book, which is the reason fear seems to be so omnipresent in our life, and it's mostly mental anxiety, is the reliance on self. Yeah? And if you're relying on self, you're relying on something other than you. And you're calling its manifestations your manifestations. And if that fits how you feel right now, then... That's been a perfect diagnosis for us. Yeah, all right, so what do I do now? Well, on page 84, after you've done the steps and you live this lifestyle, something is done to you, which is you are now brought into a condition where you've ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, yeah? For by this time, sanity, which is really, I would say, specifically targeting the insanity that precedes the first drink. For by this time, sanity will have returned concerning the first drink. We will seldom be interested in liquor. So usually, <laughs> if tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. May not look that dramatic, but it's a nice way of expressing it. We react sanely and normally, whatever that is, and we will find that this has happened automatically. Yeah. Now, 
it happened automatically, but maybe our role in it was following the, the steps of the program and the principles of the program and the suggestions of the program. That may br bring us to the point where something can happen automatically to us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we will see that our new attitude, so obviously, again, we had an old attitude. Yeah? It isn't like we will see that our attitude toward liquor, no. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor. We have a, It's not like the old attitude got rehabbed. It was completely lost and left, and now you have a new attitude. Yeah, not the same old, same old. Uh, we will find that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. Yeah. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. Well, it, it just comes, but it comes because of certain conditions have been formulated and have gotten into the habit of being in, you know, engaged with. So you get brought into a certain condition that all these other conditions can occur, yeah? We're not at that condition usually when we enter AA. Through the process of recovery, we are brought to a new condition that allows these other conditions to sort of automatically appear. And this is some of the way people describe it, that, you know, this, this new attitude without any thought or effort on our part, it just comes. That is the miracle of it, exactly. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we had been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. I feel that now, yeah? We have not even sworn off. From what? <laughs> Instead, the problem has been removed. That's a pretty damn good solution. It isn't, the problem has been subdued the problem has been pinned from temporarily. The problem has been restrained. No, the problem doesn't exist for us. That's a freaking great solution. Fantastic. I'm all for that kind of solution. Uh, instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. Now, my feeling, you can have the experience it does not exist for you occasionally. But if you like that experience to turn into a state, that sentence I would change into it does not exist as us. Yeah. So you've recognized the root of the problem is the identification as self. And now you're not in that act of identification as self. There's the act of identification as self still going on, but you're not in the act of identification as self. Yeah. That to me is when the problem doesn't exist as us which I feel is a more, uh, uh, just a more stable condition. It's not an experience that has to have so many other variables for it to occur. It basically starts out shining circumstances and situations. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Maybe we already are or already have and always have been in fit spiritual condition. I mean, I don't see, I can't see like a muscle building spirit and say, all right, that's in fit spiritual condition. The spirit doesn't seem to have tendons and muscles and 
you know, uh, cardio. It's so I believe in and of itself, that's its fitness. And if we are that by seeing what we're not, I would say that would be the highest form of maintenance of a spiritual condition would be being one. I don't see any higher form. I mean, I think about it 23 hours and 59 minutes and 59 seconds. It still gets beat by being it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't man. It doesn't demand a constant remembering because you're being it now. You know, if you're being something now, you don't need to remember it. Yeah, you are it. It's a much different condition. So, yeah, this is one of my favorite paragraphs because, uh, you know, the whipping into into new behavior and action is totally essential, but it's not the long lasting way of AA, in my view. I think AA gets uh, is the easier, softer way tell you the truth. I don't think uh, going to any lengths means you're going to have to go to any length at all, really. You know, it's just, uh, uh, yeah, so for me, if something was moving, would I keep whipping it to, to get it moving? Yeah, I feel like something's moving now. It has its own combustion. It has its own momentum. Just go along for the ride. Yeah, you're in the habit of being sober. That means you're in the right position to ride the horse. You don't have to hold on to it so fucking dearly. Yeah. Yeah. That's my experience with it anyway. So, and anyone, everyone can have tons of different experiences. And it's nice to hear different experiences. Yeah. If I just hear one type of experience that you've got to do this or you're going to die, that may not work after a few years. Yeah, I may. It may be like that guy, that old priest in uh, the beginning of AA that said, hey, most people's experience of step six, you know, most people's experiences are moving away from hell, not a moving towards heaven. But at step six and seven, that switches. You're now in the gravitational pull of heaven and now you're noticing what you're not not living from what you're not yeah you're noticing it and when you do you bring it to six and seven and you, you know that prayer is take the good and the bad of me who says what's good or bad it's usually your own head yeah so basically it's you're giving up your old ideas to a power greater than those ideas yeah let them get rearranged maybe they'll be put to better use if the one old idea gets moved around and have another old, yes, at least the sequence could change. So <laughs> the same old, same old will continue. So, yeah, this is one of my favorite paragraphs because this, been my, this has been my experience over time. Uh, the doing, if I am doing the program, it looks effortless to me because maybe because I'm in the habit of it. Yeah, so I'm not feeling any really strain or effort or I'm not sweating uh, going about living the steps. Yeah, I'm just sort of an, I'm just a product of recovery, really. <laughs> yeah, I follow the suggestions. I'm available to others. Uh, you know, the all those attitudes and outlooks 
that needed to be corrected have been, and they've been replaced by these, these new attitudes and outlooks, and I'm in the habit of being sober. So, yeah, I guess if you're in the habit of walking up steps, then it wouldn't be that, uh, and you kept doing it every day, and it wouldn't seem to be too strenuous, yeah? I don't know. So, all right, thanks. Okay, thank you, Paul. Are there any, any questions? If you've got any questions, raise your, raise your hand. Um, so, uh, I'm not sure how to say your name, but I'll, I'll unmute you. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, I just want to say thank you to Paul. Uh, I don't have any question for today, but it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe one year now, I'm listening to all the video about uh, non-duality and, uh, of course, the 12-step program, and uh, it's helping me so much today. So I just want to say thank you. And uh, I'm great grateful to be here because in France, it's like... Uh, 8 p.m. So I'm happy to say uh, thank you, Paul. No, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Well, yeah. This we're not really doing it as a mental exercise. We're hopefully, hopefully, it translates into a traveling lighter. Yeah. I figure. I feel if you. Uh, let it in it will sort of convince you <laughs> of its of its validity so to speak yeah yeah sure because um before i was the the kind of guy to read a lot of, of book about meditation or practic practicing uh, i don't know relaxing thing uh, in life um in order to get um, awakening so your message is so different than the other, and that's why I'm. I, I, I like to to see the video. I don't know why, but I know that it's uh, it's talking to me, and uh, I resonate with with that. So great. Thanks again. Yeah. Well, great. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Thank you. Uh, go up to Ken. You know, clear clear water can be brought to you in a dirty glass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I found it. Uh, you know, the relief uh, really disputes the idea of so much thought and effort to produce relief. It's sort of, um, I just don't see, I feel it was the giving up the, you know, the idea that I was going to transcend something or arrive as a greater, better Paul who wouldn't be touched by anyone else's feelings uh, was just, you know, a demonstration of, of a deep misunderstanding. Yeah. So it was corrected and uh, 
the relief it brought reinforces the idea it was corrected, yeah? So, yeah, I've lost interest in uh, Paul, which I feel is the basis of it all. Yeah, I think the, one of the pivotal, pivotal statements of recovery is, I think it's on page 63, we lose interest in self is the starting, and then it says you gain interest in others, you start wanting to see what you can contribute instead of taking. There's a whole lot happens after there's a loss of interest in self. <laughs> and yet there needs to be warnings because if we're in the act of identification as self and we try, try to lose interest in self, that's interest in self, yes? It's a simple conundrum that if you, find, if you see it, not hear it, but actually see it, it's it's very revealing because it it gives life to that statement self can't get out of self it's a, such an important statement because it's describing the futility of exactly what is happening for most of us yeah there's an unknowing we're identified as something construed as self and yet from there we want to get out of what we think is self yeah, and so we get caught in this thing of self can't get out of self, and the more we try, the more the idea of self is reinforced, and we don't see it until we do. Yeah, now hopefully these talks will speed up seeing it. Yeah, that's the that's one of the best uh, possibilities it can offer, so that we see these fundamental locks that the system we're relying on uses, yeah? And it's primarily this act of being identified. It's like a, if you see it as the image of host and parasite, and the parasite seems to be quite hostile, yeah? So it has to subdue the host, <clears throat> and how would it? <clears throat> the host would always have an innate drive to get it out of it, you know, to knock it off it if it was that hostile. So the parasite has a great strategy. It convinces the host that it's the host. Yeah, so now you can't entertain being free from it, but you're busily entertain, entertaining the hope of being free as it, yeah, which is the bondage of self. It truly is. There's no, one of the most heaviest bondages is trying to be free as self from self as self. Yeah, it's really, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I hope there's, uh, it became obvious to me, and if it came obvious to me, and we underemphasize the me, I think it can become obvious to everyone or anyone. You just have to hear it, maybe, and then hopefully when you hear it, it will match us a, a, a realization and then you're on your way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if you're not, we'll just keep having these talks <laughs> to lend the support and the space for that possibility to truly become possible for us to see what we're not from what we are, which is actually what's happening. It's just getting interpreted differently. But we are seeing all day what we're not from what we are. It's uh, nothing the head says can change that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So thank you, my friend. Yeah. You're the we got another guy from Paris, from France there, Joseph. He's in another one of the the uh squares. Um, yeah. Yeah, last time I um I watched a video and uh, it was a port Portuguese guy, I think. So yeah. you know it's the same oh, time yeah, zone. They're all sprinkled everywhere. We got the yeah. Portuguese and bitch slappers, yes. We got uh Joseph from France and a couple others. Yeah, so it's gonna be the French uh, Zen B slap soon, maybe. Oh, great, great, yes. After the random one. <laughs> I think the whole country needs it, so let's go. Uh, sure. <laughs> one French person at a time. <laughs> yeah, I hope more. I, I hope more in the, in the future, so. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just wanted to say thank you again, and uh, I hope you, you're gonna keep going to, to do this talk. And uh, yeah, because um, I know a lot of us are happy to to hear you uh, every week. And uh, yeah, yeah, just well, thanks. Yeah, I hope so too. We'll see. <laughs> I haven't gotten any better deals yet, so <laughs> I think I'll stay under the new employer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, my friend. Yeah. Thanks. Anyone else, anyone else, Jacob? Yeah. Okay. Kim, you want to go? Hi. Who? Hi, Kim. You've got your hand up. Oh, Kim in. All right. Jim. We can't hear you, Kim. Okay, so the sound's gone. Um, so, if, if there are any more questions, uh, yeah, she's uh, yeah, cut um, off. Like raise raise a hand. How's that? Is that better? Uh, yeah, can I, you know? Yeah. Um. So, thank you very much, Paul, for your talk today. And um, I just wanted to check in. I think the last time I shared with this group was quite a while ago. And I uh, have been working with a sponsor who's in this group. I'm still here. So I'm just changing, turning okay. off the light. No worries. And um, I, uh, yeah, I just wanted to check in. So um, I noticed over the past couple of weeks uh, in talking with my sponsor, who really just reiterates everything that you say. <laughs> um, and uh, I noticed that, um, I live in this place where I am just on this complete emotional roller coaster where I am, I go up and down and it's just madness how, you know, circumstances in my life and my reaction to them, I'm, it's like whiplash all day long, you know, and I, it's exhausting. And I became aware of it. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm really reacting to everything in my life, you know, and my first thought was, how can I not react so much? Of course, like I'm going to not react so much. And then I thought, well, that's not going to happen because that's what I do is react to everything. So I just let it fizzle because my mind can't make sense of any of this. So I usually just like let the thoughts try to permeate deeper than my mind and go someplace in my consciousness. And then something might happen because if I try to figure it out, I don't get anywhere. 
So I let it go and I continued to suffer from my uh, being in whiplash with myself. And I had a job interview on Thursday and I was so confident I was going to get this job. I mean, I was literally like figuring out what I'm going to wear and when I'm going to fly to Seattle and blah, blah, blah. And then I got a call Friday afternoon that I didn't get the job. And I mean, I just like tanked and I've been chewing on it all weekend, depressed, feeling sorry for myself, pissed. And today I brought my son to school and I was so wrapped up in it that I couldn't even enjoy the 20 minutes I spent with him. And I was driving home and I was yelling in my car at this whole situation. And the guy next to me in his car, like looked at me and I thought, well, I'm just gonna pretend I'm on my phone (laughs) when in reality, I'm just screaming at whatever. And then all of a sudden it occurred to me, I don't know. I just had this shift where it was like, um, I see this from just a place of awareness, you know, what happens? And I, I was able to, not that I efforted this, but I was able to see it from a different angle. And I was able to like that whole, like, perhaps there's another way came into my consciousness. And all of a sudden I was able to see it from a different perspective of just awareness. And I'm like, okay, so my awareness really doesn't have any preference in this situation at all. There's no good or bad. It happened Friday. I don't know why I'm still thinking about it. It's not, it doesn't mean anything, nothing. And all of a sudden I felt lighter. Like you talk about traveling lighter and I felt like, oh my God, this is what he's talking about. Because it was like this place of like, I don't know, it was just I no longer felt whiplash. I didn't have anger. I wasn't like, I was completely at peace with it. Like it didn't matter one way or another what happened. And it was kind of funny that I was still chewing on this, like a dog with a bone three days later, when in reality, I didn't even want this job. Like I didn't want it. And, um, you know, I've been, I've been in that place all morning where I, I see myself like attached to something and want to like engage with it and go on this emotional thing. And then I I kind of bounce back into this place of awareness. It's like, yeah, you know, I'm not really too interested in that right now. Like, it's just not where I want to be. And so I came to this call and I heard what you said and we ceased fighting for the first time I heard that. And I thought, oh yeah, that's what happens as a result of, it's not what I do. I've always tried to cease fighting, which is also exhausting. And so I just, I mean, I've been calling to this meeting for probably, I don't know, a year or something like that. And it never makes any sense to me. I just listen for the hell of it. And I think that maybe one day it will permeate my membrane and, uh, you know, I have a sponsor from this group and I have a lot of reinforcement. So maybe that was a, that was me experiencing whatever it is you're talking about. And if it is great. And if it's not, you know, then it's not, I don't know. I just am grateful because for that moment, I got a relief from the bondage of self. Well, there you go. And you know, that, that's all I've ever wanted was relief yes. from the bondage of myself. You know, and I've never been able to get that without something to assist that. 
And so I just, if that's what this is, is relief from the bondage itself, then that there's really not much more I care about getting in this life. Because <laughs> that's, yeah. you know, so thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, you have, you've had a free sample. Yes. So now you saw it a different way. And maybe that which you saw self saying it went up and self saying it went down. But what was seeing that idea of self was truly you. And that was not going up or down. Yes. So the vision is used to reinforce the story of self. So self says it went up. And then you think, oh, that's me. And then self goes down. Oh, that's me. And now you believe you're on a roller coaster, but you're actually seeing a roller coaster. Yeah. You're not on the roller coaster. Yeah. An idea is that you're on the roller coaster, but truly you're seeing. Yeah. You're aware. Awareness. So you're aware of a mental roller coaster and a mental roller coaster car and a mental idea that you're sitting in the car of the roller coaster and you've gone up and you've gone down and so on and so forth. And it's just that narration that constantly the head is presenting all day. Yeah. And most of us, we take ourselves to be that self. And therefore, we're bonded to the idea of being on the roller coaster. And it's either I jump fucking off or I drink to forget it or something like that when there are so many other options. Yeah. But as soon as self is galvanized, your options become very few. Yeah. Very, very few. So this is about seeing it from a much bigger, much wider space, which is you as not the long lasting, independent, separate thing. That's like the ping pong that the mental attention keeps following all day. But you are the awareness of it all. Yeah. So you've had a sample of it. You don't need to provoke it, promote it. It's already in there and it'll, you'll see what happens over time. Yeah. Now. You see, you've, you're very clear of seeing the old shit, but something new was in. You saw it from a new point of awareness, not from self. Yes, mm -hmm. that's the that's the traveling lighter. Yeah, you're going to keep getting presented with the view of self by the mental state, but you don't have to live that anymore. Yes, because now you're seeing it. You're seeing it from what you really are. And that influence, though it seems like very meager and very small, is going to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Like a great master said, uh, your head is in the tiger's mouth. It's sort of a sort of a done deal. Yeah. Because it's not Kim that's becoming clear. It's a clarity about Kim. Yeah. It's not Kim becoming clear. You're having a clarity about Kim. <laughs> yeah so great i'm happy thank you for the share yeah and you don't need to understand this is just a transfer of a spiritual subpoena and uh all your all your cases against yourself have been null and voided you're just living as if they haven't really you know what I mean? You've been convicted and you've been just living out your sentence. Well, 
Let's question the whole, uh, that whole apparatus, really. Yeah. 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 It's the freedom from the bondage of self uh, isn't something that happens by us after. It's before. It's at that point of awareness. That's where the freedom from the bondage of self is. It's not, I've been self for so long and now I finally got free from self. As self, that's not going to last. The freedom from the bondage of self is like a beautiful state. It's always available at all times <laughs> with no requirement necessary to meet it because we are it. That's where we are living from is from that state that state before the bondage of self. Now, we may be paying tons of attention to the act of the bonding of self and the unbonding of self, and we're solely consumed, and we cherish that fucking narration. Well, this is what the program of recovery does. It weans us off of that, and it brings us to a condition of you lose interest in self. And that provides so many other possibilities to fucking come about, yeah? But it's, 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 a, it's a very, very important requirement. There needs to be a loss of interest in self, and self cannot produce the loss of interest in self. You have to be something clear that Kim isn't going to do yeah, it. It's not going to happen that way. That's more of Kim. So, yes. That's why it, it used to sound weird when someone for 20 minutes tells you how fucked they are and you go, yeah, you're completely fucked. And then you say, go to a meeting and they're going, how is that going to deal? I don't have a place to stay. They're taking my kids. This is how it works. Yeah. We don't go at anything directly. We're trying to undermine that narrative. We're not trying to direct the narrative. We want to undermine the narrative of everything is about me because that's the heaviness. That's the bondage. Yeah. It isn't so much what you do or don't do, and I went up and down on the roller coaster and whatever, and this is the greatest roller coaster in the history of roller. It's all the, it's the same story, yeah, underneath it. It's based on identification as self. You thought you went up, you went down, you felt contracted, you wished I was expanded. That's all the head. Yeah. Yes. And it promises you that someday I'm going to arrive and be a bigger, better self. It's not the case. Yeah. Then you start becoming a bigger, better self. And then suddenly the big boogeyman of perfection starts running your life. Fuck, you're never fucking enough. Now you're like working out 13 hours a day and you're a fucking workout addict or alcoholic or you know what I mean or a meditation addict you're meditating 14 hours people oh can I spend some time with you I have no time for that you know it just gets it's insane yes you don't have to do it all because a number of us have done it all you just listen to us take our suggestions we're not misleading you self can't get out of self Well, then see how it see how it tries to do that. You don't have to see every one of its moves. You get a few of them, and then you see the pattern of how self tries to get out of self. Yeah, 
It will not recognize that that's an impossibility. It will not recognize it. It won't. It will just switch. It'll switch horses. It'll, it'll get a new wardrobe. It's going to keep on trying to get out of self as self. Yeah. Save yourself some freaking time. Yeah. Now, underlying, if I, if how you brought the story up, Kim, I would have just immediately, you could have always asked yourself, well, who is it that thought they went up the roller coaster? Who is it that thought they were, went down the roller coaster? And it's Kim, of course. Well, then who is this Kim? Is it actually you, really? Or is it a narrative about a you? I think it's the second thing. I do. Yeah. And it needs our attention. Yeah. It needs us. We don't need it. It needs us. Without us, without our attention, its story is empty. Yeah. It's already is empty, but we fill it with attention and interest. Yeah. And look at where it takes us. We live out the bondage of self. It's incredible. Yeah. I just see it as slavery. And uh, all you need to do is recognize the chains and how you keep slipping into them yourself, really. Yeah. You see your role in things. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Kim. Great. Thank you, Kim. So if there's any more questions, uh, please raise your hands. I was just thinking about the, the serenity prayer while you were saying that. Uh, if, yeah. if this message is is kind of beyond beyond understanding in a way it it it, it feels to me like the serenity prayer is is speaking to the to the self and I don't know just can you speak a bit about that well it can it can you know again because what's before the serenity prayer gives the meaning of the serenity prayer and before the serenity prayer is mind maybe mind up the s of self or mind not up the s of self and so you'll see the serenity prayer differently not because it changes every day but where you're looking at it from can change yeah so yeah please grant us the serenity it's a perfect uh let's just say if what you are hears it and it gets translated through what you're not yeah it's going to allow what you're not to travel lighter yes obviously yeah because then basically we're not we're not uh premising the start and the stopping of our behavior from our view we're asking it to be given to us yes so give me the courage to do whatever the serenity and the wisdom to know the difference yeah yeah so why so basically it's another thing. It just I love the idea of we're not in the outcome business. I love that idea. Yeah. So uh, these are powerful statements, uh, and they itch two different ways: from the problem and from the solution. From the solution, it's a very nice, relaxing little assurance. From the problem, it's an itch. Yeah. Yeah, because we want it to work the way we want it to work, and it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, yeah. I see it much differently than when I saw it in the beginning of recovery, that's for sure, the prayer. The 
prayer in when I was in beginning recovery was a very nice way to get out of a discomfort I thought I was sinking in. Yeah, I don't see the prayer that way anymore, you know. But I suggest it a lot to people. But I don't see it that way. Yeah, I see it as a clear, uh, yeah. That's like when it's, when the action figure is working on an optimal level, it's, it's, it's uh, expressing that view. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the action figure can't bring itself to an optimal level. Yeah. It's brought there by some great influences, but it's not going to arrive there. Yeah. It doesn't achieve the condition it's enjoying. It's been given that condition. Yes. Yeah. So the same thing of like doing service and then there's the doing service may lead into a, a recognition that you're of service, which is more of an attitudinal or outlook position than a doing position. Yeah. So now you're of service while you're doing service or not. <laughs> that's a, that's a pretty nice leap. I feel. Yeah. Someone's trying to get in touch with me. So, yeah. Okay, thank you. Kurt, Kurt's one of the question. Hey, got it. Got it. Thanks, Ben. Um, you know, I, I like that. I kept thinking about when you were talking to Kim about the part in the book that says the unsuspected inner resource. And then it when it's suspected, it's a pretty profound thing. Like, I would I would tell people a lot. I uh, want you to pay attention, and let me define that. That that doesn't mean think more. It means pay attention. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that unsuspected inner resource. It's like when it's seen. Well, that's a whole different ballgame, right? Yeah. Well, the unsuspected inner resource. Makes you suspicious of the other resource. Yeah. <laughs> Have a healthy suspicion of the mental resource. <laughs> haven't worked for quite a while. Yes. <laughs> so it's very, yeah. yeah. It's reliant so, on the old resources that keeps the unsuspected inner resource unsuspected. <laughs> because the other resources have no interest in finding that inner yeah. resource. Yeah. They're relying on themselves. You know? <laughs> well, it's when you say, you know, you used to say this quite often. Uh, it was like self-knowledge availeth nothing. But yeah. knowledge of self reveals everything. You know, it's that same, yeah, I love that. So that's the whole point. It's based on what's viewing it from before gives the meaning of knowledge. Mm -hmm. All of us are that which is before. I mean, really. <laughs> so <laughs> this idea of having, having us to be determined every day about, from what comes after is a very powerless position where in a way, once things become clear, you outshine circumstances and situations, yes? Mm -hmm. And so, like, 
the meaning that we are that's is not been given it's just is has a huge influence in what comes after the problem is we're taking an idea that came after which is paul this story of paul to be before <laughs> that's a dilemma because that's why we suffer a dilemma of powerlessness because we would think if I'm the doer of shit, I should have some say over what the shit that I'm doing. But in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's always very confusing to the system because it's logic isn't logical. Yeah. It says I'm the thinker. Therefore, the thought should be listening to me. You know, I should I tell them, hey, listen, I got an important engagement tomorrow. I want you to stop at 9 p.m. and then kick back up at 9 a.m. I need a nice, you know, they may not listen. They don't <laughs> seem to. They seem to come at 1 or 12 or whatever. Because the whole assumption is mistaken. That's what's so confusing. Yeah? That's the confusion that keep, that doesn't get questioned. We just keep, and then we think, oh, it's paradoxical. Paradox is an answer from a failed system. You're looking from a failed system. And so when something actually works in a certain way that's unknown to that system, it says, oh, that's a paradoxical. No, it isn't. That's how fucking things work. Yeah. <laughs> you have it by giving it away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, uh... Thanks, yeah. Paul. Uh, the idea of self-knowledge and knowledge of self, just the same thing with money and my money. You know, money, I hope everyone has enough to survive today in an easy way. My money, I don't want any of you to have any of that, for sure. Yeah. Did the money change? No. It's It was what before it gave it a meaning. And you can see it being given a meaning by the word my. I mean, don't you... Uh, you know, you just don't land where you are. You're brought there. The mental state brings us to certain conditions. You can see it. You can see it. If you get the eyes to see it and the ears to hear it, you don't do anything about it. You just tell the truth about it. And then something happens with it. Yeah. And then you start feeling the presence of what you are, which is what? Spirit. Yeah, you, there's an intimation of the onness that you are. And then that pause that seems so foreign when you first started to experience it in AA, you realize that's what I am. I'm put that pause. I'm before thought. I'm before anything. Yeah, that's my, that's the domain I'm from, really. I'm in this place. Shit's going on. I've got to render unto Caesar's what Caesar's. Yeah. I've got to display the elephants in the room to enjoy that space. A lot of stuff that is entailed for things to happen here, but I'm not of this place. Yes. See, the idea of being the thinker is a thought. That's why it has no power over any other thoughts. It's a thought. It's a thought that doesn't render itself as a thought. It says it's you, basically. <laughs> it implies it's you, but it's just a thought. Yeah, That's why it, it get, when it whistles, the other thoughts don't fucking listen because it's just a thought. It's not the supreme 
beyond of all thinking. No, it's a thought. It has no power over the other ones. <laughs> and then we're working, trying to do tons of shit to try to control thoughts from a thought. Yeah. Where's the freedom from thought? Not through thought or in thought or as a thought, but before thought. It's not after thought. It's before. Yeah. That's what the spiritual awakening does. It, it allows us to live from that timeless now, in a sense, so we can recognize what we're in, which is time and this and that. Yeah. And then, you know, render unto Caesar's what Caesar's. And if you don't want to do that, be accountable for what should happens. But basically, you know, you're in Rome, but you're not of Rome, so to speak. Yeah. And I find the greatest influence in this place is not of this place. It comes from us, through us. Yeah. We give it the name of a higher power. Sufism gives it the beloved, you know, other people call it Buddha nature, whatever it is. But obviously, a lot of us action figures had felt something, some kind of force coming through us that was different than what we had felt before for years. And this force has seemed to played a huge role in our outer life changing dramatically. And so we have an appropriate response of gratitude and honor, and we'd like to pass on, yeah, the, the failure of the system we're taking ourselves to be. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get out of something so much, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Now, contentment and satisfaction is different, yeah? I'm not, I'm not agitated around contentment and satisfaction. I'm not, yeah? If my head gets agitated, maybe two deep breaths will bring it back. I don't have to sign up for a four-day retreat. I take a few breaths or I call someone else up and see how they are and just, you know, send the dogs around the block. If the dogs are getting too, you know, yapping all day, the head, you send it around the block. We all know how to do that. And then go back to enjoying the, the, the contentment and the satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. The unsuspected inner resource will never be found by the suspicious mental resources. <laughs> Do not rely on self to uh, tap into the unsuspected inner resource. <laughs> it knows it very well that it's there, the last place it wants to go. <laughs> <laughs> it has to get its wardrobe ready to sort of claim the unsuspected inner resource as it. Yeah, it's not ready yet. <laughs> it's got to look the part. <laughs> I look spiritual now. Okay. The unsuspected inner resource has been claimed. It's all neuted. Yes. I'm just going to look the part now. <laughs> 
<laughs> the unsuspected inner resource is a geyser that can't be tapped. You know what I mean? It's like a you can't put a you can't put a spigot on it. <laughs> you can't dam it. You can't direct it. Yeah, you can't sell it. Water property. No, it just is. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> you're looking the part has no part in it <laughs> you don't have to look like the unsuspected inner resource <laughs> to be the unsuspected inner resource <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> thanks Paul <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> let's let all right we're gonna we're setting out on an expedition to find the unsuspected inner resource it can it can't be anywhere near here so let's go to tibet we'll find it there in a cave <laughs> we've mapped out this whole area there's no unsuspected inner resource what you got is what you got you better rely on me Forget this dream of an inner resource. There's none. <laughs> Let's keep it unsuspected. <laughs> once you get once that becomes suspected, yes, that's the beauty of it. <clears throat> yeah. You know how long would uh, would it take? to that which remembered being in water, how long would it take to adapt to it if it was put back in water? And a nanosecond, yes? Yeah. I think when you recognize the unsuspected inner resource, it's you, it's what we are, really. You can't recognize it, but there's an intimation, you're recognizing everything from it. Yeah, so there you go. What is the unsuspecting inner resource? Isn't it the spiritual condition? Yeah, isn't that pretty much it? Yeah. So we have awakened to the spiritual condition. Yeah. Yeah, that you, you, when you say the best way to maintain a spiritual condition is to be a spiritual condition, that's, that's exactly what, uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe it's maintained. It's maintaining itself quite well. It's just you rely on the head, and the head says it doesn't think so. See again, <laughs> it just keeps pointing out the old failure of reliance because you're waiting for the head to tell you, you know, that you're trusting the inner resource. Yeah, it's going to mislead you in that a lot of times. Yeah. It's a, it's a losing interest in self is, has a lot to do with the believability of it. Yeah. You start seeing it's false evidence as false evidence. It's not appearing to be real to you anymore. Hallelujah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, if you see the false evidence, let's say if you see the fear, you're not going to make calls to people talking about the fear. Because there won't be any. Yeah, you'll see it. False evidence 
appearing real, it won't trigger the reaction. Yeah. And so you don't have much to say. It's the possibility came and it went. There wasn't a fitting your hand in the glove and then going out through the whole, you know, puppet show. Yeah. Because you have the eyes to see it now. And when you seem to put your hand in the puppet show, you know what to do to get your ass, you know, get your head pulled out of your ass. Yeah. It's not like a new condition gets reestablished. You just go back to the only condition, which is being out of the ass of self, really. Yeah. Sooner or later, you get that. When you realize you're not on the train, you don't experience a train took you back to the station. You realize you've never left the station. Yeah. So all these ideas of trains was just a, a mental little like a firework display. Yes. You went up, you went down, you went there, you went there. Went da, 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 yeah. But no, you know, you haven't gone anywhere, really. It's awesome. So, all right. Thanks, Kurt. Always great to see you. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. Okay, thanks. Uh, it's gone half past. Uh, I know Jason had his hand up briefly. Oh, do you want to finish there? Jason, or? fine, yes. Bring on, yeah. Jason. Yeah. Hey, Ted, he, how are you? You still want to go? Okay. Ted. Yeah, hey, everybody. Hey, Paul, thanks for, the, for that last riff you are just doing. It just... It made me think I was, I was in another group earlier today. We we're talking about on page 50 where it says... Uh, Every one of them has gained access to and believes in the power greater than himself. And it's like, well, my ego thinks about gaining access. That means gaining control over something. Like if I gain access to a million dollars, now I can go out and do stuff that I couldn't do before, you know, but it's me being in charge of it. And I think what you were just saying there is really helpful for understanding that I may gain access to it, but I do not gain control of it. Or at least not as an, e not as an ego. I don't get to control what's going on. Like I'm a songwriter. I can't write songs except when they write themselves. It's just yeah. obvious. If I try and write them, they're shit. <laughs> they really are. They sound like, you know, like Hallmark cards or something like that. So that means I don't get to write very many. That's out there now. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe so. But now, 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 now. Then, then, yeah. then, then. Yeah. Yeah. But this is very, very... Um, enlightening what you're sharing because I, I, I appreciate hearing it if you want to go on further with it great if not if it's lunchtime that's cool too no no that's great also the access yes the idea because again the recognition of what you are has been put in been framed by the narrative that there was a you that's act accessed what you are yes so mm -hmm. then the you accessing what you are wants to see what it can get out of it yeah it's this two-ness that's always negated by the idea of non-duality it's that two-ness yeah so mm -hmm. there is definitely the vague someone that has accessed this inner resource so it's going to claim it and use it for its own little advantages yes yeah. this is sort of the stubborn way self-centeredness keeps looking at things and I see there's a point where you can't change that. You just have to recognize you're not that. Yeah. So basically, 
the idea that there was an access uh, to this inner resource can't capture the real sense of it because of the language, yeah? It sounds like you're somewhere else other than near that resource. You've now accessed it, and now you can, you know, gather up the fruit of it and put it to whatever, your use or good use. It always implies the inner resource as an attribute that we have, where in fact, I would say more clearly, the inner resource is us, yeah? The idea that there's a someone that's accessed the inner resource isn't us. <laughs> that's a story, yeah? So basically, when you see that it's a story, the, the access does, isn't even necessary, yeah? Because you are the inner resource, yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, it's different. You can't say it in language because the language always implies a noun, you know, that there's, I did it, you know, whatever. And uh, so just like when it says cease fighting everyone or anything, there's always the, uh, there's the assumption there's a you hearing that and you are what you are, which that's really the ultimate question is that, yeah. Am I that you that constantly refers itself before everything it reads or hears or shit like that. Am I that? I'm saying we're not. You know? I think that's the mental idea. And because we're listening to a narrative. We're listening to a mental narrative about accessing the inner resource. Yeah. It is. That's the it's mm -hmm. constantly now we're not going to change the language and we're definitely not going to change like the language of the head. Yeah. But you can definitely wear it loosely because you have an understanding that contradicts its assumption or what it's implying to be so. Yeah. That there's mm -hmm. two of us going on. There's me and there's the inner resource. I, I think there's an inner resource, but there isn't a me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I, I think the me is, as is uh, as an idea that is given legs and trots itself out there all day, yeah, in the head. So it doesn't seem to go away, but you don't have to listen to it. Or there's a, and again, that sounds like there was a you, but there's a there's a change in listening and hearing, which is profound. There's a hearing of it. There's no one doing that, and or there's a listening to it. Yeah. And uh, the hearing of it sort of begets traveling lighter. The listening to it begets heaviness. Yeah. So, yeah. I think I heard you sharing about that distinction between hearing and listening. And that really, that really impacted me quite a bit. It's like, um, Different. yeah, it's, it's, it's there. Yeah. Like right now there's some sounds on the surface. There's sounds out in the street. I can hear some things coming in. But I'm not listening to them. I'm not thinking, oh my God, maybe the maybe the freeway is going to drive into my house right now. You know, all those kind of crazy thoughts. Yeah, it's just there's you really see what happens. You see what happens. Listening changes a lot of what you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Yeah, completely hearing changes. Do as much, but listening definitely changes a lot of what you're hearing. It gives a lot of meaning to what you're hearing, listening. Yeah. 
This is yeah. whole place is about really uh, we're living in a snowstorm of meaning. And we're looking at the skies or blaming the northern winds, but it's coming from us. <laughs> we are the meaning giver of things. <laughs> so Less, uh, Lesson two, yeah. Yeah, so hearing and listening changes the meaning a lot. Yeah, a huge a lot. A huge, a huge amount, so... That's the thing, the loss of interest, you know, losing interest in self is a perf is a beautiful way of mm. describing, I think, the spiritual life, so to speak. Really, if you want to call it that. Losing mm. interest in self and knowing that you can't produce that as self. That's very important, not only to lose interest in self, but to heed the warnings about how self will claim the on the loss of interest in self and yes on and on I think <laughs> I you, need, you need the yeah. uh you need both aspects you need a free sample and then you need warnings about how the system reinforces itself yeah by our listening to the system not hearing it listening to it yeah yeah so thanks jason yeah. nice to see you yeah, you too, Paul. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, welcome. Okay, thank you. Do you want to leave it there, Paul? Or should yeah, we carry I just on? want to say something. If I, uh, you know, I have to thank everyone here because if I didn't have an outlet to share this, I'd probably have ended up in an asylum, really. It, it was, it, there wasn't many other possibilities available. So I want to thank you from uh, the bottom of my free heart right now. <laughs> because I don't know, man. I don't know how. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. Hey, let's I'm going to say goodbye to everybody. Let's see. We got Ben, you did a great job. Thank you. Yes. We got PK from Long Island. He is. He's, uh, he's wrestling with his pillow, but he's okay. I already know the end of it. You're going to lose, PK. The pillow wins in the end. Yeah. If I was in a, wouldn't mind being in a prison cell, would be in Minneola. The holding. We could be in the holding. We could be in the holding our zone. Yeah. But thank you. You know, that's amazing, man. You know, your, your shares and your insights are great, man. Yeah, well, thank you, man. Yeah. Hey, Ted, nice to see you, Ted, down there. Good to see you, yes. Paul. Got to get together one of these days. <laughs> yeah, we're hoping. Yeah, we will, for sure. Get on the bikes, eh? Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm going today. Oh, good, good. There's Kurt. He's down in Redondo also. Yeah, I, I ride my bike by his office all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... Nice. I'm happy to see both of you guys. Thank you. Carl, nice to see you there. We got Kristen. Kristen's in a new location. She's inside. Yes. We got Stefan on having never left. And Ruby Rose. Nice. Nice to see you, Ruby. Looks like a nice day in Wichita. No, it isn't. Beautiful. Oh, great. Great. 
they may be few and far between the night day in Wichita. I don't know. It's a it's an old idea. Paul, nice to see you, Paul. We got Alex from uh, Hudson Valley. Always a pleasure. Yes. We got Michael, Stacy. We got Mickey from the same neighborhood. Mickey and Michael. Yes. There she is. Fee, Fi. Nice to see you. Jason from San Diego. Hey, Jason, if you ever want to put out one of the songs, uh, to Zen Bishlap, we'll post it up there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe so. I've got something. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll communicate with you guys on it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. I'll try and find one of those songs that I didn't write that I wrote. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We got Jacob. Jacob uh, puts us a lot of nice art up. Well, really appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Hey, man, it's great to be the brush, bro. It is, yeah. Definitely. Yes. We got, we got Walter from the Netherlands. He's, uh, <laughs> he's in the dark. His hey, Paul. Nice to see you, Walter. Anu <laughs> has, Good uh, to see you. Is, is, nice to see you, Anu. A little cold down there today, eh? Yeah. We got Joseph, our second French person. Nice to see you, Joseph. But you're always the first, Joseph. Yes, number one. And bit slap, I not forget. We have Leah. Nice to see you, Leah. Yes. You're facing the other way today. You're throwing me all off. You're usually the other way, but uh, we got Bial, I think. Am I saying it right? Yeah, yeah, Bilal. Yeah, that. That's nice fine. Uh, thank, thank you for your share. And uh, come back and we'll. Yeah, sure. For sure. We'll thank enjoy you. the space again. John K., as always, nice to see you. Tommy, nice to not see you, Tommy. Kim, thank you for your share. Yes. Yeah. Oliver from Berlin, nice to see you, Oliver. Connor from Dublin. We got Jesse from Dublin. We got Suzanne, there she is. Yes. Ruby Rose, we said hello to her. Else is here. Uh, I think that's it. Hey, th oh, wait a minute. I got to go this way. Hold on. Oh, wait. One more. I think I got everyone here. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Hey, well, uh, tonight, we're not going to do that thing at 4.30 p.m. for that Awakening Together for the next two Sundays. We haven't changed it on the website, but we're not, they're closed, we're having a retreat. So we're, uh, we won't be there this Tuesday or next Tuesday, 4.30 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. This will continue. It's just that meeting's canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Zen Bishlap, we never, we don't go on retreat. We are the retreat. All right. See you guys. <laughs> See you later. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody.